0: Ghosty fam, welcome to season four of the Activity Continues podcast, where we chat about the TV show The Dead Files, as well as other fun stuff. We talk about true crimes, dreams, TikTok, pets, sharks. We also talk about what TV shows that we're watching, any recommendations. And we've even been known to go off the rails a little bit. This is true. In this season, we have a new team member. Our friend, also named Amy, is going to be joining us to keep us knuckleheads in line. She is our fact checker who will handle all the details when we talk about shit that we know nothing about. Thanks, I am so excited to share all of my random facts with you all and not just yelling at these two beautiful souls. Like, did you know that rose wine is made from red grapes and it gets a color from the skins? We also share our own ghosty or paranormal experiences. That's right, and not only do we share ours, but we wanna hear yours. So please send them to us, and we might just feature your story on our show. We can be found on all major podcast apps, as well as video versions on YouTube and Spotify. So join us weekly where... The activity activity continues. continues. We nailed it. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Welcome to Rapid Fire Weirdness, where I take a minute each to explain 10 very peculiar and wacky random facts about Earth. Fun, easily digestible knowledge for you all to talk about at the water cooler, or when you're on a blind date and have nothing in common, so you bust out this stuff in an attempt to stimulate their mind. Let's get weird. Minerals are dazzling and very interesting to look at. But have you ever been inside of one? The cave of crystals might be the closest you can get. Cueva de los Cristales, is located in NECA in the Mexican state of Chihuahua, is an enchanting cavern criss-crossed with gleaming gypsum crystals that dwarf human explorers and it was only discovered in 2000 when miners drained the water from a zinc mine beneath the city. The sparkling structures are so pure that scientists are unable to date them using conventional techniques, but researchers have discovered what is believed to be 50,000 year old bacteria samples within one of the crystals. In 2017 the mining company that owns the property where the cave is located allowed the cave to re-flood, which means access to this mystery spot may be lost again. Every Wiccan for a thousand miles will no doubt be fighting to get into this place, that's for sure. Think about the smallest thing you can, and I don't mean mosquito small. I'm talking on an atomic level. That is where tardigrades come in, also called water bears or moss piglets. These are fascinating microorganisms that can survive just about anywhere. They prefer to hang out in moist places like mud or moss, but according to Smithsonian Magazine, the creatures can survive in environments at least as cold as negative 328 degrees Fahrenheit or as hot as 300 degrees Fahrenheit. Scientists have also found that water bears can survive radiation, boiling liquids, pressures more than six times that of the deepest part of the ocean, and even the vacuum of space. Tests have been done to try and utilize the DNA associated with these creatures in hopes of creating new material or biosuits able to withstand immense conditions. I'm just glad that these aren't actual bear-sized creatures because, as indestructible as they seem, playing dead wouldn't do much in a life and death situation. Some terrains are craggy, unnaturally flat, and others are downright twilight zone looking, none more than the Ethiopia's Danico Depression. Located in the Afar Triangle, this surreal spot is dotted with crackling lava pools, neon-colored hot springs, and sparkling salt flats. Poisonous gases swirl around the hydrothermal fields, and many of the area's pools are filled with acid. It's been called one of the most alien places on Earth, a gateway to Hell, and, in the words of British explorer Wilfred Thesiger, a veritable land of death. The sulfurous hot springs, acid pools, steaming fissures and salt mountains of the Danical depression resemble scenes from a science fiction movie. But the area is very real and it's one of Ethiopia's top attractions. Travelers from all over the world visit this brilliant and very hazardous location as a thrill to experience one of the hottest places on earth as well as one of the lowest. Dante's Inferno has multiple layers to it, but they may want to add this as the newest level. A harsh, unforgiving, arid climate has to be the desert. No other environment will leave you a withered husk sapping your life essence, but that doesn't mean immense beauty doesn't emerge from it. In Chilean deserts, after rare heavy rains, white and purple flowers bloom in the desert and it is a sight to behold bringing nature photographers from all over the globe a chance to take snapshots of flora that, if good enough, will be featured in home and garden magazines. Some deserts in the country, such as the Atacama, are more desirable to get pictures as the bloom only happens once every 3-10 to ten years and, being the driest non-polar climate in the world, there is still no real guarantee of that. Nestle surely wouldn't be combing this place for water. Maybe it's high time to move there. Electricity is something that can put on one hell of a show in the form of lightning, but sometimes less is more. Why is it then, that one part of the world has a never-ending gift from Valhalla? The Cayetumbo Lightning, also known as the Beacon of Maricabo or the Everlasting Storm, is seasonal lightning around Lake Maricabo which spans 13,200 square kilometers in northern Venezuela and the region endures around 160 of these storm nights a year. During this nocturnal phenomenon, there are over 250 strikes per square kilometer and they occur up to 100 kilometers away from the lake. The lake itself is more than 36 million years old and the lightning itself acted as a kind of beacon for navigators. Records of the lightning go back as far as 1826 when explorers and geographers such as Alexander von Humboldt of Prussia and Augustin Codazzi of Italy describe their own encounters with the electric display. The lightning poses no threat to the nearby inhabitants, as the phenomena occurs in the cumulonimbus clouds rarely ever striking the ground. I bet if Thor showed up with his hammer, he would probably get pissed and start giving mortals a show of what real power looks like. I am sure there are some of you out there that have seen Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds and been scarred for life, so maybe turn away when you hear about The Black Sun. No, it isn't a cloud that blocks the gaseous giant, but a flock of European starlings that migrate from Denmark to their breeding grounds in Sweden, Finland, Poland, and Germany. Also known as the sort, thousands of these birds fly in a big group formation that is so dense that it seems to obscure the sun as it sets. This can best be seen in the Tondor marshlands or in the Ribe Island near the Wadden Sea and the Jutland Peninsula and happens twice a year, during spring from March to April and also in the autumn from the middle of September to October. The spectacle lasts for about 20-30 to 30 minutes depending on the wind conditions and if there are birds of prey that hover around waiting to disrupt the flight of the starlings. Hey, did you know that European starlings are considered pests and that it is legal to kill them? You know me, I like to throw some grim stuff into the mix. Volcanoes create explosive events, spew red-hot lava and belch ash into the sky that can affect the atmosphere for weeks on end and, in the case of supervolcanoes, can destroy entire civilizations. One of the most overlooked aspects of these unpredictably finicky disaster cones are fumaroles. If you have seen a twister, a waterspout, or a large dust storm in the middle of the desert, you have no doubt seen one of these. Simply put, a fumarole is a hole in a volcanic region from which hot gases and vapors emerge. Located around the caldera or inside the crater, they are most often supplied with heat and gas by magma or masses of freshly ejected volcanic rock and with water by precipitation that seeps into the ground. Subterranean and heated water also produces hot springs and geysers. Hot springs are more common than fumaroles and geysers, less common. Extremely sulfurous fumaroles are referred to as sulfurataras, and the more pressure, heat and minerals that are pushed through, the different the eruption will be. Geysers and hot springs are the most common types and can be observed or swam in under some circumstances such as Old Faithful in Yellowstone National Park and the California hot springs. Earth has a pretty cool plumbing system to be sure but no plumber would be willing to show their butt crack while repairing a pipe like this in Mother Earth's bathroom. Seafood has been a delicacy the world over and some evolving in status over the last hundred years, like the lobster. Although the kind you eat every day are inherently safe, you wouldn't want to see literally millions of one type coming down the street. Every year on Christmas Island in Australia, some 120 million local female and male red crabs make their migration from the forest to the ocean swarming rocks, beaches, streams and roads in a hasty race to breed. The migration starts with the first rainfall of the wet season. This is usually in between October or November, but can sometimes be as late as December or January and the easiest places to watch the migration and spawning are Drumsite, Flying Fish Cove, Ethel Beach and Greta Beach. There are even crab roads built specifically for this yearly event for the crabs to get safely to their destinations. I would make a sex joke about crabs, but that would be in bad taste. Instead, I'll be like TLC, sticking to the rivers and the lakes that I'm used to. Warm soda or Kool-Aid is not very appealing without some kind of cold added to it, but you would think twice before adding hair ice. First identified in 1918 by Alfred Wigener, hair ice, also known by its scientific name, Exidiopasus effusa, is actually a fungus that grows out of the trees during the humid season and during the cold season, it crystallizes, giving it the odd appearance. It is also hypothesized that hair ice is responsible for contributing to the understanding of continental drift, with investigators from Germany and Switzerland recently finding evidence of this. Although they know hair ice grows during humid winter nights when temperatures drop slightly below zero degrees Celsius, scientists hope future research might shed some light on the specific mechanism driving the growth. At least it doesn't blanket forests and contaminate the fauna that might eat it, jumpstarting some fungal apocalypse, right? Yes, you're all quite safe. Now. Finally, those that grew up making jars with colors of layered sand in them will definitely appreciate this area in China known as the Dansha Landform. About 450 million years ago, the Zhangxi Dansha was once part of the ocean. Due to tectonic plate collision, the land folded and formed mountains and lifted above sea level. Red sandstone was deposited when rivers formed in the area. When the ground sank into a basin, mudstone was deposited on the red sandstone. During different periods, varying sedimentary rock were formed that contained different amounts of ferrous salt in the mud and stone, which is why the layers have different colors. Because of the changes in sedimentary environments, the sedimentary layers formed giving different colors of red, purplish red, yellowish green, grayish green, and gray, with every layer taking thousands of years to form. Affectionately referred to by tourists as the Rainbow Mountains, the park has four viewing platforms for the best vantage points to properly get beautiful snapshots of the area. You know, this kind of reminds me of the foreground in any Dr. Seuss book, minus the acid trip that the author was no doubt dropping when he wrote these thought-provoking children's stories. Maybe it's just a coincidence, but probably not, but I still don't like green eggs and ham. Sam, I am. That just about covers it, dear listeners. I hope you got some inspiration, some laughs, and a newfound appreciation for your home. Follow me on Instagram at the Pod, and be sure to rate my program wherever you listen to this. Go explore, get curious, but be careful, lest you become a permanent part of the weirdness.